millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Michael Kushner. I'm the host of Dear Multi-Hyphenate, and this is OPP. God bless everybody and welcome back to another episode of OPP, Other People's Podcasts, America's number one podcast discovery platform that highlights your favorite podcasters and the dope shows they created. Our special guest this episode is Michael Kushner, host of the amazing podcast, Dear Multi-Hyphenates. In this amazing show, Michael speaks with artists and show business who have multiple proficiencies that cross-pollinate to help flourish their careers. In this episode, Michael chats with me about a multi-hyphenate work style, how we grew up in the theater, we get his podcaster's picks, and of course, we get into his dope show, Dear Multi-Hyphenate. So, without further ado, allow me to introduce you to Michael Kushner. Yo, yo, what's up, Michael? How you doing, man? How are you? Thank you so much for having me, Corey. Dude, it's such a pleasure having you on OPP. I love your show, and there's so many things. I can't wait to dive in with you more. How's everything going in your world? Well, your show is awesome, too, and um, everything's, you know, knock on wood. It's okay. Um, You know, really uh, busy. Someone – I was talking with a friend last night uh, who I've been talking to in a second. They're like, you seem really busy. And I'm like, well, yeah, but ultimately being busy has – saved my life in a way i had covid in march like right when it got here and i'm a long hauler so i've really been dealing with a lot of like weird stuff that i've never dealt with health wise and the one thing that has kept me focused and sane and uh feeling remotely like my old self is the ability to work same same my friend by the way i mean your 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 backdrop right now you look like a hustler (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we're in my studio. This is my this is my studio. You know, I um before the pandemic, I was shooting uh two to three clients a day for headshots. So I'd be in the studio like ten a.m. till about five, and ultimately when I got sick, um, I was doing a workout, an at home workout, and I was in the gym three times a week, personal training, and then I was at home doing like ten push ups, and I was like absolutely winded beyond belief and i was like that's not good so i started a clock when i was winded and then i got back to work about four months into the pandemic when phase two opened up here in the city i opened my studio back up and i uh i was winded i was absolutely winded after after a day of shoot so now i'm only shooting one client per day which is great because I'm able to focus on other things throughout the day that are part of my multi-hyphenate persona. And um, yeah, it's been better on my body, on my mental health. I love photographing. 
in my studio. I love working with actors, but I think two to three a day before the pandemic was appropriate, and now it's not. So sort of I'm in that chapter of my world where now I'm almost 30, so I can say, you know what doesn't work for me anymore? A, B, and C, and we're going to use you know, move on now. There we go. So, so speaking of that, that multi hyphenate persona, before we even get started with this interview, I think our listeners need to know, uh, what is the definition of a multi hyphenate? That's the thing that like drew me to your podcast off the bat. I was like, what is that? Uh, so explain yeah. it to, to, to the listeners. Well, thank you for asking. A multi hyphenate is an artist who has multiple proficiencies that cross pollinate to help flourish professional capabilities. Uh, that's of course an unofficial will be official uh definition soon but you know if you look in the dictionary it's like multi-hyphenate is like uh a person usually a celebrity who does a lot of things and i'm like wait 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 one you don't gotta be a celebrity to be a (laughs) multi-hyphenate two let's get a little more specific let's talk about what a multi-hyphenate is uh and to me a multi-hyphenate is what I just said, an artist has multiple proficiencies across pollinate to help flourish professional capabilities. But in layman's terms, every proficiency you have. So for me, for example, I'm an actor, photographer, producer, writer, and podcaster. And everything that I do helps influence the other to survive, to exist. So my photography, my income from my photography then helps me uh, produce projects that I can be in or I'm passionate about. And those projects develop an experience which then I can write about or talk about on my podcast. Mm. Those day-to-day experiences affect my podcast and my podcast then helps me get clients into my photography studio. So it all helps each other. And that's what I think a multi-hyphenate is. I I have a lot of people that sort of go, oh, I'm a multi-hyphenate and, uh, you know, I'm a painter, stage manager, and uh, organizer. And I'm like, that's cool that you have those skills, but how do they help each other? Mm. Right. Once you figure out a way for them to help each other, I think that's when you're a multi-hyphenate. I think other than that, you have really great skill sets that you can cherry pick when you need, but I don't think that makes a multi-hyphenate. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had the great uh, pleasure of interviewing someone by the name of DJ Clark Kent. Uh, he's a, a hip-hop producer and DJ and fashion influencer. Uh, so he has his hands in many different things. But uh, he in the interview, one thing that really stuck with me is he said, I'm a DJ in everything that I do. So when I A&R, I'm a DJ. When I put on sneakers, I'm a DJ. For yes. you yourself personally... What do you identify with first that helps you in those other spaces? Yeah, I'm an actor. I've been in the I'm 29 and I've been in the industry for 20 years. Wow. So I started when I was nine. I started as a child actor. So I, I, I love this industry and I grew up in this industry. So everything that I approach is from the, the eyes of an actor, of a performer, because what, that training, there's nothing like that training with Meisner technique and you know, I went to Ithaca for musical theater, and and what we call it is more of a hu- like a human school. So you become a person, you know what I mean, as yeah. opposed to like a, co- a cookie cutter um, performer. So uh, I think it's the the background is that I'm a performer, and I love being a performer, and I love performers. Uh, 
So I want to be able to help performers. So when you come in to my studio for headshots, I'm going to get you to think like a, like a, a star. No more of this, I don't know what I – okay, you're about to drop about $1,000 in my studio, and you're coming in here saying you don't know what you want. Right. Girl, I, I can't help you. I could say, you know what, you're beautiful, and uh, I uh, will put together the clothes that you brought and match a background with your skin tone and the vibe that you're giving to me in this 30, 45 minutes that you're sitting in my makeup chair. But I – the stories that, that are a part of your life, that's what needs to go into headshots. The stories that you want to tell on stage or in TV films. And you need to be able to communicate that. Um, obviously, we're living during the COVID-19 uh, yeah. pandemic. And I can speak for myself that I didn't know the technical term for myself as a multi-hyphenate until your show. Yeah. Um, but now I understand now more than ever uh, when the importance of being a multi-hyphenate, right? Because... Now, when the yeah. world changes, I can bounce and be nimble into different things, right? I'm not reliant just on one thing. Uh, can you speak on that experience uh, for yourself personally and, and how having different interests and different um, uh, professions has helped you during this time? You're great questions. Thank you, Corey. I do want to say before I jump into that that I, I think when I, say, when I give these specific rules about a multi-hyphen, it does make me sound a little bit like an asshole, but I do want to I do want to explain why I think that there are these boundaries on the term, and it's because I have seen throughout the industry throughout the years, people find a word that sounds like it might be them, or sounds interesting, or it's the latest fad, and then they put it on their persona, and then everyone all of a sudden is a multi hyphenate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. All of a sudden, everyone is a multi-hyphenate. And that's an, I want to protect that because it happened with the word quirky. I cannot even tell you how many clients come into my studio and say that they are quirky. And I'm like, that does nothing for me. Maybe seven, ten years ago, yes, but now everyone is quirky. I don't want everyone to say that they're a multi-hyphenate when they're not doing the work to be a multi-hyphenate. You right, know, there's... Right there's pride in that but um so i just wanted to say that and then uh but yes regarding being a multi-hyphenate in this time um i sort of have always been doing these things so i just went what are my boundaries what are where how can i create okay i'm just at my computer screen right now that's my theater that's my theater space so I revert to my why statement, which is I produce non-quotidian artistry that benefits the world around me. And I go, okay, well, I can't do that outside of my studio or I can't do that outside of my computer. How am I going to tackle an audience right here, right in my computer? And then I just started to shift. I just did that pivot of going, I know how to, I know how to edit a web series. I know how to edit a podcast. I know how to edit this and find a through line for a story. Why don't we work together, come up with a piece and it'll be great. So it's about that communication and understanding your boundaries and that shift of taking your why, why you do what you do and just pivoting it into a more specific experience. Mm. 
uh, before we get into into your podcast uh, a little deeper, uh, there was one thing you said on, on one of your last episodes that really stuck with me, and it was that um, you view the LGBTQ women and people of color as multi-hyphenates. Can you yeah. go a little deeper into that and, and, and why you feel that way? Yeah, thanks for asking that. Um, the two biggest inspirations of multi-hyphenate work for me are Cynthia Henderson and Elena Maria Garcia, two women of color. And I think primarily multi-hyphenates in the industry are people of color, women, and the LGBTQ plus community. Because the industry has focused on white, male, straight stories for so long that us, members of the LGBTQ plus community, women, people of color, when we have a story... We're expected to write it, direct it, produce it, get it out into the world all on our own. Yes. Yes. So that's why I think we are predominantly the multi-hyphenates because when we audition or when we look at ourselves on TV, it's stereotypes or it's like that same story over and over and over, you know, the stereotypical gay best friend who like or like the gay assistant that like the boss is like the the fag hag over you know and there's our culture is so much deeper than that and our history is so much deeper than that and so Elena Maria Garcia she implemented in my sophomore year of high school that our final was a one person show that we had to write direct produce design all of our classmates so i wrote mine while ariel directed mine and i directed emily katz's and i designed emily banks's and nicole sandler was my stage man you know it was amazing and then flash forward to college you know and elena is a carbonell winner in miami for her one person shows and uh flash forward to college cynthia henderson acting teacher acting professor um the, uh, does work in theater for social change and is a multiple book writer So uh, of acting. So two women, two women of color doing their own thing. Yeah, that, that really resonated with me because I, I always joke with my friends. I'm like, yo, uh, you know, I, <laughs> I said, when you're black, life's a freestyle, right? Like so many things are coming at you. You have to and, – and through that improvisation – is learning different skill sets. Right. Right. So it's like, right. you know, whatever you need over here, cool, I'll do that. Cause I need to bring in income, multiple side hustles. You know what I mean? And so uh, that, that line you said from that, uh, that quote you said from your last episode really resonated uh, with me a lot. And uh, Michael, we'll take a quick break. When we get back, we can get into your show, Dear Multi Hyphenate. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Michael, we are back from the break. Now, 
Michael, tell me, how did you first discover the medium of podcasting? Oh, my gosh. Um, so Alan Seals at Broadway Podcast Network interviewed me for his podcast, the theater podcast. And when I think afterwards, he was like, yeah, I'm I, uh, a Broadway producer and I, Dory Berenstein, who's amazing. Uh, we're sort of banding together and creating a network for podcasts. And I was like, well, I have one that it's a, ooh, it is hard to produce on my own. I don't have the time for it. Could I join you? Could I do that? Because I speak directly to theater makers. And without blinking an eye, he was like, yeah, let's do it. So I was very lucky. I was able to join Broadway Podcast Network. And uh, what's great about it is that I have a producer uh, who helps me figure out, you know, technical issues and like and, and, and marketing plans and then I also – there's engineers with Broadway Podcast Network, so all I have to do is sign in. They do sound checks. It's really great, and they have standard protocol. So I pretty much – and also they have editors. So if I don't want to, I don't have to edit my episode, but I do. I do because it's just – it's easier for me to get to know the episodes better. So when I'm yeah. marketing them on social media, I know, oh, that's a good point. I could now make a TikTok about that point, or I could make an audiogram for that. My social media manager, Gabe Crawford, who's amazing, he will – I'll be like, we need at 2218, there's that quote. That needs to be an audiogram. Let's post that on Thursday. Stuff like that. So um, that's pretty much my experience with BPN, and they are absolutely amazing. You bring up a great point about editing. I always call it, uh, it's like changing a diaper. Yeah. Like, you know what? <laughs> like, I want to change my baby's diaper. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even though it's shitty, like, it's my baby. It's my baby. Let me change my baby's diaper. <laughs> it's, it's okay. And and you and you share those intimate moments. You know what I mean? It's like. <laughs> exactly. I, I think when I send out, you know, if we're speaking with this euphemism of, of um, changing a baby's diaper, it's like if I hand over my baby to someone else, I don't get to know them as well. Exactly. Share that intimate exactly. moments. And it's, you know, I, I'm the worst proofreader and, and editor, the worst in, in regards to like what I write. And um, I, that has been a note given to me from my teachers like since second grade. So now I'm actually finally taking the note and I'm, you know, listening to it two or three times before I send it out, out in the world. So uh, I know earlier in the first half of the conversation, you defined multi-hyphenate yeah. for me. But can you give me the elevator pitch for Dear Multi-Hyphenate, your show? Yeah, thanks. It's a podcast for artists who won't sit still. At first, it was the podcast for artists who can't sit still. But now it's won't because now the term is starting. I think can't infers... Um, wait, that's me. I can't sit still. What is this? And now that in its sort of second season or it's its second year of podcast um, that Dear Multi-Hyphenate is in, more and more people are starting to know what a multi-hyphenate is or at least the idea of a multi-hyphenate if they don't know the words. So I think the podcast for artists who won't sit still works um, mainly because I don't want to give any reason for people not to listen 
to the episodes. You know what I mean? And I think, yeah, I think we're all feeling a little restless in the world right now because there, there are no, there, where the jobs go? Well, we got to create them ourselves. You know, we're all feeling fidgety. So if you won't sit, you know, you can't sit still. Now you won't sit still. Now you're gonna have listen to this episode, and you're gonna have the tools to be able to make. Uh, one or two new steps into your career. So for for folks who are going to go listen to your show uh, after this interview, Michael, what do you want them to walk away with from from listening to an episode of your show? Is there an underlying message there? I want people to know that age, having agency over your artistry is not only possible, it's expected. I have seen many artists not realize that they can make their own decisions that one experience does not equal your own what we see in movies how you have to hustle and be a waiter or or or, you know in, in the service industry like if if you choose to do that that's amazing and that is your experience and i applaud you but if you are choosing that experience and you're like there has to be another way there is another way. And it starts with understanding who you are, why you are, what you want, you know, all of these questions with your, about you. And that's what I'm saying is that you don't have to go to every audition just because you think you should be, or you don't have to when I started photography, you know, I was do I was photographing events and eventually I realized I hated how I was being treated at events. And I was like, this is not worth this paycheck. Plus I'm making triple this paycheck in my own home. I'm not doing this anymore. No, no, no. It's not worth the couple of hundred bucks. Yeah. So I don't do events anymore. It's understanding the boundaries that you as an artist are allowed and a human are allowed to have. And what do you, what have you walked away with personally? And what have you learned from making this show that you didn't know before? Um, that's a great question. I think ultimately it's helped me ask questions to really believe, I believe in the things that I'm talking about, you know, because sometimes I could be like, you know, hello, is anyone listening? Or like, did what I just say make any sense? Do I believe in what I just said? Am I just trying to talk to sound smart? But then I apply what I what I'm what I listen to with my guests and I apply like what is said in the conversations. And I'm like, you know what? There's merit to this. Hmm. There is merit to this. And this does work. This idea. Uh, is there uh, an episode or a guest that you've had on your show that has surprised you? Um, yes. Uh, the ladies at uh, Broadway Bazaar. I have... Um, these two wonderful women, they're costume designers. And they took to the pandemic and 
um, created a business to sell. Uh, it's like um, a Craigslist, but for actors, but for but for artists, where if you are are making things, you put it on there, and you know you could buy things like for Valentine's Day or for birthdays or for Christmas, and they dropped the best truth bombs and the best practices and i didn't exp- it's not that i didn't expect it from them i think i thought we were just going to like talk about like creating an online presence when you know you never had to do that before but no we went in and it was one of the most refreshing uh chats in general that i had had in a long time and i remember being like this episode is going to be good yeah you know uh, i like that yeah Oh yeah, nothing better than that that feeling of ending the interview and going like, mic drop, awesome. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, Michael, we have come to a point in the show called our podcasters' picks. Now, this is when I ask the guest of today's show to provide me with their top three favorite podcasts that they enjoy, that we should be listening to, and describe them to the audience. And if I didn't tell you this in advance, I'm a dickhead, and I apologize. I probably should have told you that. Well, you're a dickhead. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I can always think on my feet, and I'm just going to look them up really quick so I make sure that I know. So mine are primarily um, in the industry, in the theater industry. Uh, so one is Tony Winner's Tanya Pinkins, who um, has a podcast called You Can't Say That. And it's a feisty, fierce podcast uh, where she really has intense conversations. And I do like that podcast a lot. Um, There's the theater podcast, which my producer, Alan Seals, uh, has. And that is like hundreds of episodes deep and just some of the greatest, some great, great, great podcasts. theater personalities out there sharing their stories and talking about everything everything so that's a really great podcast uh the third one is because i'm a huge drag race fan is race chasers with alaska and willem from drag race i'm a huge drag race fan so listening to them is pretty amazing awesome and so michael before i let you get out of here why do you podcast to communicate to bring forth the stories that go unheard of and to connect well michael kushner it's such an honor having you on the show your show is so important and it's so necessary and it's so needed especially during this time in the world where people are trying to find their place especially creatives and people who didn't consider themselves creatives now have to get creative. And so yeah. your show is very important, my friend. Thank you so much for oh, taking the time to be a guest on OPP. Everyone go check thank out you. Dear Multi-Hyphenate on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. All right. <laughs> thank you, Corey. And I'm so, I feel so bad that I didn't ask you any questions. I mean, you were just, you gave me, you gave me so much to play with that. I sort of was like, like, on the, on a journey all on my own. So thank you for allowing me to dive deep with you and you're amazing at what you do. And thank you so much. Thank
Thank you, my brother. You take care, all right? Okay. Pop bless. Thank you all so much for tuning in to another episode of OPP. And to our special guest, Michael Kushner. Be sure to check out his amazing podcast, Dear Multi-Hyphenate, on Apple, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. This episode was produced by Justin Richards. Music for this episode was produced by Richie Quake. And are you down with OPP? If so, be sure to check out opp.news for the latest in podcast news and releases. And while you're still listening, how about giving us a five-star rating in the Apple app? It'll really mean a lot to me. Thank you. So, I'm your host, Corey Cambridge. Pop bless everybody. Till next time. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.